0: Well hey, this is Joey Forjanic, lead pastor of the Block Church. I want to thank you for joining us today. It's an honor to share this time together with you. We hope this message will touch, impact and transform your life and help take us one step further on our journey to revive every block. Hello. Welcome. I want to welcome all the other campuses that are also tuning in here, all the online visitors. Like I said, my name is Jake and I'm honored to be here. Looking forward to what God's going to do. He's gonna move powerfully, I really believe that. We're gonna be talking about a subject that sometimes freaks people out. Uh, It's called deliverance, like they said up here earlier, right? Deliverance from Facebook jail is one thing. Deliverance from the kingdom of darkness is a whole other thing, right? So we're gonna talk about getting set free from demonic influence, freedom from demonic influence. Let's pray. I wanna ask the Holy Spirit to really move and use this time for his purposes. Father, I thank you for your faithfulness, for your goodness, for your love that you sent your son Jesus to pay the price so that we could be saved, but also we could be delivered. God, so I ask right now, your kingdom come. God, let your kingdom come. God, let your presence be real in this place. Let your Holy Spirit move powerfully. I thank you for your word, Lord. It's living, it's active. I pray that you would use your word. You would send your word and heal, deliver, set captives free. Move in our midst today, God. We give you this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. amen. So it's honor- oh, Yeah, such an honor to be here. I'm just gonna give a quick background of myself and how God uh, actually led me into this area of deliverance, because it wasn't something that I grew up seeing in church. It wasn't something I ever heard talked about, you know, the term deliverance. Again, it, some people just think, what is that? Is that crazy? Is that weird? You know, evil spirits? Why are we going to talk about this stuff? It's kind of depressing, kind of daunting. Um, but, but yeah, like I said, it wasn't part of my background. But when I was 19 years old, I had a dramatic encounter with the Lord, and it radically changed my life. In this encounter, I was uh, Um, I was at a um, retreat for a campus ministry and the Holy Spirit was just pulling my heart, drawing me. I'd been living this double life. I called myself a Christian, grew up in a Christian family, but really I was just living like the world. I was living in sin. I was living in sexual immorality and drunkenness and all these other things. And um, at this place, the Holy Spirit started drawing me and he brought me to a place of deep repentance which is turning, turning away from sin, turning towards God. I was weeping, I was broken, I was confessing my sin. And I encountered the love of God in such a tangible way. The love of God came into my life such a tangible way. And out of that place, I was radically set free from bondage to sin. I was instantly delivered from pornography. I was instantly delivered from sexual sin and from drunkenness and all these other areas. And so I became passionate to see other people walking in freedom, but I knew nothing about evil spirits and demons and deliverance. None of that was, was on my radar. And then one day God gave me a dream. I was pursuing more. I was hungry for the truth. I was saying, God, where, you know, where, where, where's your power today? And uh, the Lord spoke to me through a dream. How many people know God can speak through a dream? Anybody know that? right? Not every dream's from the Lord, but this one was was clearly from him. I was at this all-you-can-eat buffet. Anybody hungry this morning? All-you-can-eat buffet. I was hungry, and I was in this buffet, and I decided to get up and get more food, and so as I'm getting up, and as I'm getting more food, I noticed out of the corner of my eye that that there was a man with a very dark appearance, just kind of this evil look in his eyes, and I noticed him. I got my food. I got back to my table, and all of a sudden, this man started walking toward me. He started moving toward, toward me in my direction, and I stood up, And he's standing there and all of a sudden I feel the power of God welling up in me. And I instantly knew this guy had a demon. I instantly knew, I discerned. And as I discerned this, I feel this power welling up, this boldness coming over me. And I confronted this demon right in the restaurant. I said, in the name of Jesus, I command you, come out of him. Now, again, this is just in a dream I'm having, but it's so vivid, so I could feel the power of God. I could see it, all this stuff. And he starts, you know, heaving and hacking. Something comes out of his mouth. He gets set free, gets delivered. And all of a sudden he's filled with joy and he's, you know, hugging me and saying, thank you. And then I woke up from the dream. I woke up from the dream. And let me tell you something. I was freaked out by the dream. I came up with my own interpretation of the dream, which was this, avoid all-you-can-eat buffets. Stay away, <laughs> stay away. You know, the honest truth I spent the next couple days walking around my campus, like on edge thinking, what if I see this guy in real life? What if I actually meet this person? What if, what if I have to... What if I actually have to cast out a demon? Like I honestly had no grit for this. So if you're sitting there kind of like, what is this? You you feel a bit nervous. That's okay. I totally get it. I was right there. But one of the main reasons why is because I did not understand our authority in Christ Jesus. The authority he's given us in Christ to actually cast out demons. This is real stuff. And now the Lord launched me into this ministry. I've been doing it for over 17 years. I've led thousands of people through deliverance and people set free from all different types of bondage, oppression, torment. God's going to do it today. He's gonna do it in this time, and then even as we go to Center City tonight, just I would encourage you to be there because God's gonna move in a powerful way. I wanna read from Mark chapter one. We're talking about freedom from demonic influence. and This is a great passage I like to teach from. Mark chapter one, verse 21. It's at the very beginning of the ministry of Jesus. It says, then they went into Capernaum and immediately on the Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and taught. What is the synagogue? It's basically at that time, it's the Jewish version of going to church. This was their weekly gathering to worship, to pray, to hear the word of God, instruction. And so uh, Jesus goes into the synagogue and he's teaching. Verse 22, they were astonished at his teaching. He taught them as one having authority, not as the scribes. He was teaching in a way that, that they weren't used to. It carried weight, it carried authority. And now we get some more information in verse 23. There was a man in their synagogue with an unclean spirit. In the scriptures, you hear these phrases, unclean spirit, demon, evil spirit, right? It's talking about spirits that are part of the kingdom of darkness. And here's a man in the synagogue, it says, with an unclean spirit. We don't know anything about this man's background. We don't know how he got in this place where this demon had a hold in his life. And sometimes we make a mistake and we think, well, if a person like this has a demon, he must be an evil person. But let me tell you something, needing deliverance from an evil spirit doesn't automatically make you an evil person. We we don't know how he got in this condition. Maybe he sinned in the past. He opened a door. Maybe something happened in his life. Maybe his parents did something to him. Maybe he got involved in something he shouldn't But Who knows? But here he is in the synagogue, just like everybody else, listening. And there's something in his life. There's some demon that's attached to him. And he's sitting there. And then look what happens. It says, he cried out saying, let us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him saying, be quiet and come out of him. When the unclean spirit had convulsed him and cried out with a loud voice, he came out of him. Then they were all amazed so that they questioned among themselves saying, what is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority, he commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him. Now look at this verse 28. Immediately his fame spread throughout all the region around Galilee. I like to say this. This was the moment that Jesus went viral. (laughs) To use a modern expression, right? This is the moment it happened right here. What was it that caused the people to talk about Jesus? What was it that caused the people to leave church that day and begin spreading the news to all their friends, all their family members? What was it? It was his authority to cast out evil spirits. They had never seen this. They knew evil spirits were real. Even their scribes, they had ways and methods of trying to help people. Obviously it wasn't very effective because they hadn't seen this happen where somebody took authority, spoke a command, and the demon actually left the person. It left them in awe. And every time I read this story, I have to wonder, how long was this man in this condition not getting the help he needed? How many weeks did he attend the synagogue? How many months, how many years was he sitting there, just like everybody else, but having this issue, having this area, this stronghold, this oppression in his life? How many, how many years did he go there without getting the help he needed? And in some ways, it's like the church today where, where we have people among us and they, they're in need of help, they're in need of freedom, they're in need of deliverance. But here's what happened. Jesus stepped into that synagogue and all of a sudden that demon started to get nervous. All of a sudden, that demon started getting nervous because here was somebody that had authority to cast it out. That demon starts to get agitated as Jesus is preaching with authority. That demon starts to move around and stir the, and all all of a sudden, he can't take it anymore. He begins to scream out. I've seen this happen many times. When I'm teaching, when I'm ministering, when I'm praying, and, and the demons get agitated and sometimes they manifest. It doesn't always have to happen that way. It doesn't always have to be loud, but sometimes demons do manifest like that. And all of a sudden, that demon that was there gets exposed by the light of Jesus Christ, by the power of God's word. You see, sometimes people are living with things in their life and they don't even realize they can be set free from it. They think this is how I'm gonna be the rest of my life. They think this is just part of my personality. This just must be who I am, I must be stuck this way. When God says, no, I have another plan. God had another plan for that guy that day. And so I wanna cover five basic truths about demonic influence five basic truths, because I want to clear away some of the misunderstandings. I wanna, there's so much misunderstanding, confusion, fear, stigma about this topic. It needs to be brought in with biblical clarity, biblical balance and clarity, all right? And so I'm going to cover five basic truths about demonic influence. Number one, it's very simple, but, it's, but it needs to be addressed. Demonic influence is real, Demonic influence is real. What do I mean by that? Well, we live in a natural world and a spiritual world. They're both real, the natural realm and the spiritual realm. We can't pretend like demons don't exist. We can't go around just saying, "Well, let's just forget about that. Let's forget that there's a devil. Let's forget there's evil spirits." I wish we could do that. I can't wait when we get to heaven, we'll never have to deal with demons. But now on this earth and this time, we still we're still in a battle. Demonic influence is real. We can't ignore this reality. It was real in this time period, and it's real today. These stories in the Bible are not just myths. They're not just legends. Here we are 2,000 years later. It's still real. It's still real today. It's still happening today. Number two, the second truth, basic truth about demonic influence is that demonic influence is common, not rare. See, I used to think yeah, sure, demons are real because it's in the Bible, but man, I'm never, gonna, I'm never gonna bump into a demon. I used to think I'm never gonna see a person that needs deliverance. Why did I think that? Was it based on scripture? No. It was based on the fact that I'd gone to church my whole life and I'd never seen this happen. I never saw anyone t- teach on this or talk about it or do I never saw a demon get cast out. So I just assumed this must be really rare, but the Bible says Jesus did this on a regular basis. He did it everywhere he went. He would preach in the synagogues and he would cast out demons. He would train his disciples, his followers also to do the same works he was doing. And so for Jesus, it was common. And I found over the last 17 years, it's very common for people to need deliverance. Not every situation is the same. Some situations are more extreme than others. We see this in the Bible. We see the guy in the synagogue. He had one unclean spirit. We see Mary Magdalene. She had seven unclean spirits. We see Mark 5. There's a guy with a legion of demons. That means thousands That situation is rare. That person couldn't even function in life. They were were bound. They were were in chains. They were living in the tombs. That's that's rare. That's, That's not as common. But the man in the synagogue or Mary Magdalene, very common. Very common. Some of the issues that we're facing, some of the struggles, some of the bondages, some of the oppressions could have a demonic influence as the root issue of it. So that's, it's, uh, that's, that's, that's important to know. It's actually more common than we realize. It's more relevant than we realize. It's more relevant than we realize. I've seen people that have struggled with fear their whole life, crippling fear, and they thought it was part of them. They thought, this is just who I am. My mom was this way, I'm this way, and then they got delivered from an unclean spirit and they were set free from the crippling fear. I've seen people that were bound by addictions. I've seen people that were bound by uh, sexual sin and pornography and areas like that. I've seen people with uncontrollable rage and anger. You name it, oppression, depression, anxiety. I'm not saying every problem is caused by a demon. Please hear me. We have to battle the flesh. We live in a fallen world. We have temptation. All that stuff's real, but some of the issues that we've been facing, there's actually an unclean spirit. I've seen people delivered from suicide where they had tormenting thoughts in their mind, suicidal thoughts, tormenting thoughts in their mind. And guess what it was? It was a demon. And they were delivered and set free by the power of Jesus' name, okay? This, this stuff is real stuff. This stuff is real stuff, it's not make believe. Okay, let's keep moving. A third basic truth about demonic influence is that there are certain things that can open the door to evil spirits, to demonic influence. Here's the thing, the Bible talks about how the devil, he says he roams like a roaring lion, seeking who who he could devour. So the enemy's always seeking an opening. He's seeking a place to try to gain access. That's what an open door is. Demons can't just arbitrarily pick random people and say, I'm gonna go inside that person today. I'm gonna gonna do this today. But they're they're seeking an open door, they're knocking on the door. Just how how do you get into the building? You go through a door. How do you get into your house? You walk through the door. In the same way, we are a house spiritually. The Bible talks about how we're a house spiritually. And, and unclean spirits are looking for an access point. There's certain things. Sometimes it's our own rebellion, our own sin. We live in unrepentant sin. We live in ongoing sin. We choose the wrong paths. We choose ways that are outside of God's ways. Sometimes it's stuff like that. Sometimes it's unforgiveness in our hearts where we have bitterness, we have rage, we have hatred because people who have hurt us or betrayed us and so we hold on to it with, with unforgiveness. And, and we can get torment in our lives because of that. Sometimes we dabble in spiritual practices that we should never touch. Spiritual things like, like palm reading and fortune telling and witchcraft and psychic stuff. And I mean, you can now list all kinds of stuff where people just dabble in there. They think, oh, this is just fun. This is just, you know, this, there's nothing wrong with this. It's in our culture today, right? No, these things open a door for unclean spirits to access us. That's why the Bible says don't go there, yeah. right? That's why the Bible says don't go there. Sometimes it's not the things we have done, but things that have been done to us. And I'm really gonna go after this in the five o'clock at Center City. Yeah. Really, I believe God's gonna heal people of trauma yes. and the effects of trauma and how trauma can actually open a door for unclean spirits to oppress people, right. okay? We're gonna, we're gonna go after, so there's different things that can open the door, that can give access for evil spirits. Let's go to the fourth, the fourth truth here. This is the most controversial part of deliverance. This is what gets me in trouble. I've been uninvited places because of my stance on this. True story. Um, Christians can need deliverance. Christians can have unclean spirits in their life that they need cast out. And sometimes we make an assumption that once you are converted, once you become a believer, once you're following Jesus, You know, you become a temple of the Holy Spirit that is absolutely true, but then we jump to a wrong conclusion that says, therefore, there can't be any unclean spirits present in our lives. That's simply not true. There's no verse in the Bible that tells us that. we've, We've made that up, it's based on human logic. And here's the truth. After we are saved, we give our lives to the Lord, there's still work to be done. There's still a process of transformation. There's still a process of becoming more and more like Jesus, becoming more holy. And sometimes we need deliverance to sweep clean. Those rooms in the house, those rooms in the house need to get swept clean. So it's not like a person is owned, controlled, or possessed by that demon, but there can be a demon present in an area of a person's life, even believers. Yes, it's actually for believers because it's part of what Jesus paid for on the cross. So yes, believers. This is for us. This is for people that know Jesus. And it's for those who don't know Jesus to help them come to Jesus after they, after they receive the Lord, then they can also get delivered as well. Okay. Number five. I love this part. Number five. Believers are given authority over evil spirits in the name of Jesus. Believers are given authority. See, I remember I told you the dream I had. I woke up and I was freaked out. Why was I freaked out? I didn't have a revelation of the authority that I have in Jesus. I didn't have a full picture of that. If I would have known that authority in a greater way, I wouldn't have been afraid. One time, Jesus sent out a whole group of people in Luke chapter 10. He sent out a large group of his followers, 70 of them. He sends them out two by two to preach the kingdom of God, to heal the sick, to advance God's cause, advance the gospel, and they, they come back to him. They said, Lord. Even the demons are subject to us in your name. That's a picture of our spiritual authority in Jesus. In the name of Jesus, demons are subject to us. See, the devil wants us to be afraid so that we won't pursue getting free or we won't pursue setting other people free. He wants us to be afraid. He wants us to be intimidated. But when we know the authority, demons are subject to us in the name of Jesus. We don't have to be afraid. And some people think, well, that's just for special preachers. That's just for special believers. That's just for, that's just for people who, um, you know, who have a ministry, who write books, who travel. I want to I remove that lie today. You know why? Because the Bible says this in Mark sixteen seventeen. These signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. If you are a believer, you have authority over unclean spirits. If I can do it, you can do it. You hear me? If I can do it, you guys can do it. Those who are in Christ, those who know him, those who walk with him, you have the authority to do it. I wanna look at a passage here, John 11, just to kind of bring this more to a close, because we're gonna do some ministry for a few minutes and we're gonna do more ministry tonight a more extended time at Center City. But I I wanna, I love this passage in John 11. It gives a great illustration for why deliverance is needed. John chapter 11, verse 43. This is the story of Lazarus being raised from the dead. You might know this story. Lazarus, he was friends with Jesus and his sisters, Mary and Martha, but he he, he ended up dying and Jesus came to raise him from the dead. Here's how he did it. Verse 43, it says, "'When he said these things, he cried with a loud voice, "'Lazarus, come forth!' "'And he who had died came out bound, "'hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, loose him and let him go. I want you to notice that Jesus gave two commands. Jesus gave two commands in that passage. The first one was what raised Lazarus from the dead. He said, Lazarus, come forth. What happened? He comes out of the grave. But I want you to notice the condition he was in when he comes out of the grave. It says he came out from the tomb bound, bound, hand and feet, his hands are tied, his feet are wrapped up. You know, the Bible tells us to run the race. How do you run a race when your feet are tangled up? How do you serve when your hands are bound up and tied up? Right? It says his face is wrapped with a cloth. What does that represent? Our identity, our face is wrapped up. Why? With grave clothes. The effects of death were still on this man. And here's what I found. See, Jesus gave a second command. He said, loose him, let him go. That represents deliverance. The first command represents salvation. Lazarus, come forth. Being raised from the dead, that represents salvation. Because Scripture says that before we are saved, we are dead in our sins. Our sin creates us in a condition of spiritual death, disconnected from God, away from Him. What is salvation? It's when we are reconciled to God through Jesus Christ, through repentance and faith in Him. When we turn away from sin, we say, I'm not gonna be my own Lord anymore. Sin, I'm not gonna give myself to sin anymore. I'm gonna repent. I'm gonna turn away from it. And by God's grace, I'm gonna receive his grace. I'm gonna put my faith in Jesus, that his blood was shed for my sins to be forgiven. And I'm gonna get I get born again into his family. We're raised from the dead spiritually. If you've been born again, you've been saved, you actually were resurrected. Did you know that? You were raised from the dead spiritually. But here's the thing: even though Lazarus was raised from the dead, he was still bound. He was still bound. And what I found is that there's so many believers, they're walking around, spiritually speaking, they know that they're alive, they know they're forgiven, they know they've been raised from the dead, but they're still walking around with the grave clothes. They're in between the two commands. They're in between. So even though they know they're forgiven, there's still these things attached to them. There's still darkness hovering over them. There's still bondage holding them back. They go through cycles of just bondage to sin and falling into this and crippled by fear. And I'm not saying we're going to live a perfect life. we're, We're going to, we're going to grow. We're going to, but God never intended salvation without deliverance. God never intended us to be forgiven, but not set free from these demonic influences that came to our life. And so God wants to loose us from the chains of demonic influence today. God wants to, God wants to set captives free. How how does that happen? It happens, the Bible says in James 4, 7, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. It's a very short version of what I call a prayer for deliverance. Submit to God. That's closing those doors. That's saying, God, I yield myself to you. I want my whole life to agree with you, to agree with your word. If I need to repent of anything, I'm coming in the light. I'm gonna repent of that. If I need to forgive anybody, if I'm holding on to those grudges, I'm holding on to those, that bitterness, that, that unforgiveness, I'm gonna release it because I've been forgiven. So I had the choice to forgive others. If I dabbled in stuff I shouldn't have ever messed with, spiritually speaking, occultic things and psychic things and wish- whatever it was, I'm gonna say, I cut it off. I renounce it in Jesus' name. That's submitting ourselves to God. And then it says, resist the devil and he'll flee. He will leave. We're going to do that right now, actually. I want you to stand to your feet. I want our ministry team. I brought some friends with me that serve on our our team. If you guys would just make your way to the front. We'll have more time for some extended ministry this this evening, but God's going to move right now. I believe god's gonna move right now why because that's who jesus is he is the deliverer jesus is the deliverer and i've we i've led thousands of people through deliverance testimonies come all over the place of people just like this in a room like this that prayed through a simple prayer and God did something and they were radically set free from something in their life. I believe there's people in the room, people watching on the live stream. I want you to stand up as well. If you're watching this in another campus or watching this, I want you to pray through. I've had testimonies of people that prayed through prayers like this. They yielded their heart to God sincerely. And they were delivered from all, all different types of stuff. God's gonna do it in this place. I want you to focus on him. I'm gonna pray just a simple prayer and then I'm gonna start leading us through some prayers of deliverance. So Father, I thank you thank you for this time right now. God, I thank you that your Holy Spirit is here in our midst. I thank you, Jesus, that you would walk among us, that you would move among us right now, that you would lead this time, that you would make your presence real, that you would pour out the Holy Spirit in a tangible way right now God heal those ones that need healing Lord deliver those ones that need deliverance God break those chains and loose those grave clothes right now I pray in the name of Jesus Christ I ask you to send your angels God on assignment to minister in this place in Jesus name your kingdom come now here's what we're going to do I'm going to lead us through a prayer all together I want everybody in this place, I want everybody watching this right now, I want you to pray through this prayer and I want you to do it with faith, with boldness, with authority. For some of you, this might be your first time giving your life to the Lord. This might be this, you praying this prayer, you yielding yourself, if you need to give yourself to Jesus, where you don't know the Lord yet, you just you can yield yourself if you sincerely mean this and you're yielding your heart to him. Even just by praying this, you can be you giving your life to the Lord, being saved, being forgiven. If that's you, I want you to talk to somebody the end i want you to find one of the pastors here but i want everybody to pray this together after a couple minutes i'm going to give you time to make it personal to you and then we're going to go so let's pray this out say heavenly father i come into your holy presence by the precious blood of jesus i worship and honor you as the one true living god and i submit to jesus christ As my Lord I ask for your Holy Spirit to come upon me and to bring healing and deliverance in the name of Jesus Lord Jesus Christ I look to you as my only Savior my only healer and deliverer I believe that you came in the flesh you died on the cross for my sins And you rose from the dead thank you that by your blood I am forgiven and I am cleansed and I am delivered I submit my life to you I want every area of my life to agree with you and your word so right now I come into your light and I turn my life over to you now, I'm gonna give you two minutes right now just to make it personal. And I want you to address two main areas. One, if there's sin that you need to repent of and confess to God to receive forgiveness, to receive cleansing, begin to pray that out, begin to confess that sin and turn away from it. Number two, if there's anybody you need to forgive, God might bring people to your mind even as you're waiting there. I want you to pray a simple prayer that just says, Jesus, I choose to forgive. And you speak that person's name. i am gonna give you two minutes right now and then we're gonna keep praying. Thank you, Lord. Father, let your Holy Spirit move right now, God. Release conviction or release Direction, release healing, revelation, Lord, reveal Jesus in this place. Thank you, Father. Just about 15, 20 more seconds just to make it personal between you and the Lord. to God you say Jesus I submit to you Jesus I need you I need your help I don't want my way anymore I I can't do it my way I need your way I've tried it my way I need to do it your way just yield to him submit to him okay now we're going to resist the devil together all together I want everybody in this place everybody watching this I want you to, we're gonna resist the devil together. I want you to speak this out with boldness and faith. Say this, I declare that Jesus Christ is my Lord. And by the authority of Jesus name, I speak to every unclean spirit that has any influence in my life. I command you to come out, go in the name of Jesus. I want you to lift your hands up, everybody in the place, everybody watching, lift your hands up. I'm gonna pray now for a few minutes. Father, right now I ask for the power of the Holy Spirit to fall upon every person in this place, every person watching this, Lord. Let the power of God move through this place in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, I break the power of every demonic influence that's influencing your people. I say, come out in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I take authority over that spirit of fear. I say, spirit of fear, come out from them now, leave them now, out from them now, in the name of Jesus Christ. I break the power of that spirit of anxiety and fear. Go now, go now, out now, out now. It's leaving you now, it's going now. In the name of Jesus Christ, I rebuke the spirit of heaviness, out. Spirit of heaviness, go in Jesus' name. Spirit of depression, come out in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I command you to leave them right now in Jesus' name. I command every spirit of suicide out from them in the name of Jesus. Every spirit that puts suicidal thoughts, go now, go now, leave them, leave them in Jesus' name. I break your grip, I command you to leave in Jesus' name. I take authority over every spirit that came through trauma, that came through abuse. I say, go now, out now, out now, out now. Go, leave them by the authority of Jesus' name. I command you to go in Jesus' name. We're gonna stay in this place just for a few more minutes. So keep your eyes on the Lord if you need to put your hands down at any point, but just stay fixed on Jesus. Holy Spirit, move in this place. Move in this place, lead this time. Thank you, Father i break the power of every unclean spirit that holds people enslaved to bondage and sin right now in the name of Jesus I command every unclean spirit out every unclean spirit connected to perversion sexual immorality pornography come out now come out now come out now out now in Jesus name go from them I rebuke the spirit of shame come out in Jesus name spirit of shame go spirit of lust come out come out go in the name of Jesus I rebuke the spirit of anger I command it to go leave them leave them leave them I break that cycle of anger Go in the name of Jesus. I rebuke the spirit of addiction. Spirit of addiction, come out in the name of Jesus. Go from them. Leave in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Would you move? Would you touch? Would you heal? Lord, I pray for physical healing to come even. I pray for physical healing right now. In the name of Jesus. I take authority over that spirit of infirmity. Spirit of infirmity, come out in Jesus' name. Every spirit of pain, sickness, infirmity, Come out in the name of the Lord Jesus right now. Go from them now, out, 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 go. Leave them in Jesus' name. I break the power of any spirit connected to the occult and witchcraft and fortune-telling and psychic. Out, 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 every spirit connected to the occult. I renounce you, I rebuke you. I command you to go now, leave now, leave now. Out from them now, go in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, I pray for your Holy Spirit just to fall and wash over your people. God release healing into their hearts where their hearts need healing, where their minds need restored. God, I rebuke the spirit of torment that torments the mind. I say spirit of torment, come out in the name of Jesus. I command that spirit that visits at night that attacks you at night, come out in Jesus name. I command that spirit that brings night terrors, out 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 go right now in jesus name i command that spirit of death come out spirit of death go out in the name of jesus christ i rebuke the lying spirit that puts lies in your mind every lying spirit of torment out now go from them in the name of jesus i command it to go loose the hold i break the power of it i command it to go in jesus name thank you jesus Lord, let the blood of Jesus wash. Let the blood of Jesus just wash over people, cleanse. Lord, let the power of the Holy Spirit fall upon people, bring healing, freedom, deliverance. Thank you, Jesus. I break the power of the spirit of rejection. As a spirit of rejection, come out, come out, go from their lives. I feel like the Lord's going to set people free from word curses right now. What that means is when people have spoken destructive words to you, they spoke. Curses, they spoke uh, destructive words, labels. and they, they spoke it with authority, like with a, like you are this. you are such a this. you will never be. those are curses. And the enemy uses those people is set free from that right now in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus I break the power of every word curse spoken over your life I break the influence right now I command those words be uprooted from your soul I break the power of destructive words verbal abuse I break the power of it in Jesus name I break the power of the spirit of accusation I say come out now come out now come out now I command every demonic influence attached to a word curse come out in the name of Jesus Christ I command you to go I break your power. I break your hold. It's being uprooted from your soul. Let me feel it actually being uprooted from you. I break it. I command it to be uprooted right now. I break those curses by the authority of Jesus name. Every lying spirit connected to those curses, I say out now, out now, in Jesus name. Thank you Holy Spirit. Thank you Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit impressed upon me that there's people that are gonna get delivered from stuff, this is very sensitive, but that came through sexual abuse. Came through sexual abuse. God wants to set you free. There's no shame. It's not to bring shame or condemnation. We're gonna minister more on that tonight with trauma, but God wants to touch you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray healing over the hearts, God, of anyone that was traumatized or abused sexually. It was never meant to happen to you. That was not God's heart for you. I break the power of every unclean spirit that came through the trauma of sexual abuse. I command it to come out now, out now, out now, to go now in the name of Jesus Christ. I break the spirit of confusion, I command it to go. I break every spirit of perversion that came, every spirit of fear that came through this, I command it to come out now. Everything that tries to keep you bound by that incident or those situations, I command it to go out now, to leave you now, to leave your life in the name of Jesus Christ. And Lord, I release healing, the healing presence of God to fill their lives, fill their lives, fill their hearts, fill their minds, renew them, Lord, remove all the effects of shame. Begin to walk with them, Lord, to heal, to restore, to set free, to deliver them. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, thank you, Father. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. How many people have actually felt something leave them, lift off them, go out of them so far? Just put your hands up if that's you. Put your hands up real high and wave them because we wanna celebrate with you. Look at this, hands all over the place. Look at that. Can we give God praise? That's amazing. That's amazing. Now here, here's what I wanna do. We're gonna. I wanna pray for the Holy Spirit to fill you. We don't just wanna kick some bad stuff out, we wanna get filled with the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the living God. And then after we dismiss here, my team is here, and they're they're gonna be available to pray with anybody that wants to stay and receive more prayer, then I encourage you to come out tonight at Center City. We're gonna go into more ministry uh, and more time. So Father, put your hand on your heart, pray this, say, Heavenly Father, I thank you that by the blood of Jesus, I have been redeemed forgiven and cleansed and that I'm a temple of the Holy Spirit and I ask now that you would fill me with the Holy Spirit let every area of my life be filled with your spirit in Jesus name I want you just to wait on the Lord and just receive for a minute just receive Lord I ask for a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit God for every person In this place every person that's watching this now let the holy spirit come and fill you be filled with the holy spirit god i pray that rivers of living water would begin to flow out of their innermost being that every area that used to be under a demonic influence would be filled with the holy spirit god let their hearts be filled with your love your truth your grace your power declare the power of the blood of Jesus to cover each one, to protect them, you would walk with them, you continue to lead them into your freedom and into your fullness in the name of Jesus, amen. Can we just give the Lord a big clap of praise? Can we just thank the Lord for how he's moving, what he's doing, amen. Thanks so much for joining us today. I especially wanna thank those of you who give generously to help us revive every block you enjoyed this message, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, screenshot it, and post your social stories, and tag us at The Block Church. We'd love to hear from you and how you found this encouraging and inspiring. Thanks again, and God bless you.